Hello, and welcome to this episode of I Love Energy Medicine Radio. I'm Nick Hansinger. I'm the president of Energy Mastery, and I'm here with... Siobhan Moran, founder and chief energy officer. You are the chief energy officer. And today we are talking about handling the exhaustive energy of parenting. Yeah. So any of you parents out there know what this really means to you. It's, uh, it, it, it affects you in every way. I mean, it consumes you. And um, I think there, you need to know that there are other ways around it. Yeah, I think this is an important conversation because, I mean, what could be more important than raising the next generation? Yeah. You know, and I think about, uh, in retrospect, I certainly didn't appreciate it at the time, but the, uh, the effort, the energy, some of the mishaps of my childhood and, and how things worked then, and I can only imagine, you know, what, it, what it's like to be that exhausted to have that many things running in the air, mm-hmm. you know, spinning plates, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And kids seem busier today than, than ever before. So I think that adds a whole really new dynamic uh, in our online, fast-paced world. So, Siobhan, you know, my first question is really, what are some of the things that start to show up when, when parents start to get into that over-exhausted state? Like, I'm sure they know what that feels like, but there must be some warning signs, too, to help head that off. Oh, yeah, you yell at your kids. <laughs> I mean, first thing you just yell at them and it's just like, oh my God, I shouldn't have yelled, but you know, that's all they, that's all you got. And your first go-to is to yell or to be frustrated or to bark an order. And, uh, it's one of the, you know, it's a, ve- it comes from a very depleted, um, you know, self-protective mechanism. And so really you're just trying to protect yourself by barking or or yelling interesting and i mean is it a way of just like trying to get a result and not knowing another way to do it or or like oh no it's yes and it's also really about um maybe you're tired maybe your brain isn't thinking clearly uh maybe you're late maybe you didn't plan well enough maybe you know something happened i don't know to the refrigerator to the car to the thing you know anything um, and you know, and kids today are much more vocal. Mm. You know, one of the things I've noticed, uh, along those lines, you know, cause I've worked with uh, many, many, many mothers, um, over the years. And when those things happen, their first go to is to beat themselves up about it. Totally. And it's just like, I shouldn't, I should know better. This happened to me. I didn't want, and it's just, it's a massive um, punishment, but it's just kind of like um, going to a boxing ring and you are the subject to be pummeled. And that's what nearly every parent does. I remember my dad came to me and he said, I was a horrible parent. I didn't have a manual. I wish I'd had a manual. I was a horrible parent but you turned out okay, it's definitely not because of me. <laughs> he was very awake to that. And I can't say that I know it was because of my mother, because I don't know that she was an awesome parent. But, um, it, you know, I mean, I've helped thousands of parents, and, and one of the most challenging things is uh, not knowing how to make good energetic boundaries, not knowing how to refuel yourself, and not giving yourself permission to mm. refuel yourself. Mm. 
Okay, so energetic boundaries. Mm. What what exactly does that mean in the parenting realm? Because it just seems like with kids, their energy is everywhere a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. just like they're very, they know how, one of the things I really appreciate about young kids is they know how to manifest stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? So like cool. now, mom, mom, again, mom. You know, and, and they'll get, you know, they know how to get what they want in a very direct way. So the energetic boundary there is certainly 100% the parent's uh, responsibility to set. But wow, that seems tricky to say the least. So whatever the parent is going through, the primary parent, not, not necessarily always both, but the primary parent, meaning the person who spends the most time. That it doesn't mean what you may make it mean. But the person who spends the most time with the little ones, uh, it's really their energy becomes the energy of the child. Same thing as in, in the womb. The energy of the parent, the energy of the mother or the father, whoever that is, doesn't matter. Uh, mother or the mother, you know, all of that. But it, it really is the energy at the top is the energy the kids will emit. So if the energy is angry, the kids will do anything they can to get that out of their system in a loud way. It's not anger-oriented, but they will they will do things to provoke more of that. If the energy is calm, <clears throat> then the kids will be calmer. So really, the parent is the true provider of the source, of the fuel of energy for the little one. Mm. That is a precarious position to be in. Well, it isn't uh, so long as we take responsibility for ourselves. Mm. And generally, we don't take responsibility for ourselves. And particularly as a parent, we're not taught that that is the truth. The energy of the parent becomes the energy of the child. So if you look at some of the ancient technology on uh, birthing, you know, growing a baby, birthing, etc., is <clears throat> one of the most ancient technologies is they seclude the mother into a quiet, serene space. They make sure the mother is completely cared for and nurtured. There is no animosity. There is no confusion or chaos. There is only the ability for the mother to be the best uh, provider of nutrients, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial nutrients for that uh, baby in utero. So then that happens, that's supposed to happen according to this ancient way <clears throat> for nine months. Then the, you know, nurtured and nourished through good word, good thought, good deed, et cetera, et cetera, you know, physical activity. And then uh, that environment needs to continue from the time that they're birthed to some degree to two years old. Otherwise, they, I'm going off on a tangent, aren't I? <laughs> Otherwise, they end up just in the loud, noisy, chaotic, confusion world that we all live in, and there really is no discernment and there is no boundary. Hmm. Wow. I don't think that's happening very often in our world. No. <laughs> but I think there's value to think about it because when you really look at how clean the energetics are set up right from the very start, Mm-hmm. then it can see, I, I think it, what it does for me anyway is help to see like, okay, well, where does it go awry? And when it does, like, what does that start to create? So it brings it back to those boundaries. Like, all right, let's assume that 
uh, our listener may not have had that level of care and comfort while they were uh, while they were going through the pregnancy. And some things happened, some things continued to happen, and here we are, and it seems to me like an ener- a little bit of an energetic mess. Yeah, and so the baby, the little, will become a drain, you know, a parasite, so to speak. I don't mean parasite in a horrible way, I just mean parasitic drain. And because that's what they're trying to do, they're trying to, <clears throat> they're trying to grow. So the parent usually has the idea that they just need to give all and give and give and give. And they don't have the understanding that the first thing, the first line of defense is breathe and Hmm. breathe well. You know, when you go through birth, you actually have to go through a lot of breath. (laughs) So that needs to continue. Um, And it also means that uh, how you respond and react is going to carry through. So if you choose to respond loudly, then you will get responded to loudly. Mm. So how you carry something out will be carried out back to you. Mm. It's like a... True mirror. Yeah, a true mirror and and a really fast one at that. It seems like it it would just boomerang right back in an instant. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, more often than not, (laughs) parent doesn't need to say anything. Like, it's fascinating... In hindsight, I didn't understand my parents are going through a cha- I didn't hear. I wasn't told that my parents were going through a challenging financial time. But I pretty well intuited it. Mm. And I pretty well intuited it so much so that I became my own <laughs> force of my own business and my own uh, financial stability. Not, not my complete own, but I really was responsible for my own, you know, getting extra income. <laughs> Only you. Yeah, I know. That's funny. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, so there was, and I didn't know this until not too long before they left the planet. So um, I I energetically understood it. Uh And so we carry that as a parent onto the little. And really, as the parent cleans up their energetic body, their energetic emotion, their energetic finances, their en- all of their energetic conversations inwardly and their energetics that are outside of them, the little one will conform. They will, they will come along on the ride. Mm. They'll, they'll entrain to that energy and then they're just, they're just in that flow. So I have a story, I think I was telling this fairly recently, of this little, 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 little one that was in my world. And I was working with her moms to help each of them in their business, different businesses. And uh, their child, I don't remember her name, she was about three years old, beautiful little blonde girl, super sweet, yet she was a tear on wheels, man, woo! And uh, so we had the businesses stabilized, and then we started talking about you know, as we, as people do when they come into my world is then we started talking about, oh, what else is going on? And they were like, oh, you know, whatever her name was. And, um, she's just, she's like the rottenest child ever. (laughs) And, you know, no parent ever, ever wants to say that out loud or have to totally admit that. And I said, well, all right, let's bring her in and let's just see. And imagine this tiny three-year-old, beautiful light, beautiful soul coming in and, 
And, you know, both of the moms were there. I was like, okay, y'all need to leave. I'm going to talk. I'm going to chat. You know, she and I are going to chat because I kind of get it. And I just chatted with her for a while and I had her sit on my lap and we talked for a while. And I said, so, you know, do you ever feel bad? And she's like, oh, yeah. Do you ever feel sad? Oh, yeah, a lot. Do you ever feel like, like you don't want to feel that way? And she's like, oh, all the time, you know, in a sweet little three-year-old voice. And we go on and on and have these conversations. I said, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to take all of those thoughts and energies and all of those things that are feeling icky inside of you, and I want you to hit both of my hands as hard as you can. And I want you to throw, and when you hit those, my hands, they're going to be everything that is icky that you don't want to feel like anymore in my hands. And I said, are you game? She's like, yeah, you know, like a cute little three-year-old would. And she hit my hand so hard, and it was so much ugly, icky, dirty, horrific, violent energy in my hands. I almost fell out of my chair with her on my lap. Wow. And from a three-year-old. From a three-year-old. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I had to be like, okay, just go sit over there. And she's like, can I go outside and play? I'm like, yeah, go find your mom. And so I had to do a lot to clean myself up because there was so much venom. And I was really shocked when I got into it. And, and then I you know, brought both parents in, and they were going through some ex stuff and their stuff together. It was a mess. It was a quagmire of a mess. I said, listen, this is great. You see that beautiful blonde light and what she was doing is she was running up and down the hall and screaming and jumping and dancing and creating all these things. And she was like a brand new little three-year-old. And they were like, oh my God, what'd you do to her? And I said, I took away all of that, all of that icky, ugly energy that she's been reacting and responding from. Because she was reacting and responding from that mm. inside of her, trying to process that. Well, I think the most interesting part about that is that the child doesn't even have to be privy to the actual conversation. No, but they do need to have some outlets. Yeah, they need the outlets, but they pick it up just by being in Osmosis, it, just by being in the household. That's ex and that's what both of them said to me. They were like, well, we're never, you know, we don't really do this in front of her. I says, oh, you do. You actually do, and you don't know because she's responding to that. And so I did. I did some more processes with her, but I did a lot more with the parents, and um, and they both learned uh, the energy technology. Wow. So as far as stability is concerned, and creating a more consistent, harmonious kind of household, it really it really comes back to the parents doing their work. The parents really must really clean up their energetics and learn how to do it in a way. This is going to help them thrive physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. Okay. All right. And But one of the first things that comes to my mind about that is when. So they've got a million different things to do. They're running in every which way. They're doing all these different things. When do they really put the time into their own self-care? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I first started doing all this, it... Uh, <laughs> I would get that a lot. <laughs> and uh, they're like, I can't take you home with me. Well, now they can. You know, we have podcasts and we have downloadable audios. And actually, those downloadable audios that I created were actually st started by kids wanting their mom's good energy from when they would 
do the work with me. <laughs> That's really was the catalyst. It was the kids wanted some of that good juju that the moms were coming home with. That was really truly the catalyst. So uh, there are many ways, you know. I mean, the first one was tropical transformation, which is, which is all the anger and the and the inner frustration and the stuff that you can't really express outwardly very well. And so that was really the first one, and it started from there. So, so that's one. Uh, how do they do it in their short amount of time? Uh, really, really learn just basic breath. Uh, that is one of the most powerful underutilized technologies that we have to really change the beat. And, you know, breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, hold, slow. Super, super slow. Not like you're hyperventilating. <laughs> Running a marathon. <laughs> exactly. The slower you breathe, the more they will respond. Just like when I was in corporate and experimenting with this stuff. The slower I breathe, the more my team responded. Huh. And I think it's interesting. Uh, it, it can, it kind of starts, it has to start simply. Because it's something to build on. Yeah. You know, uh, recently just in our uh, group of graduates, we did a little challenge for people to do our basic self-care protocol, which generally takes around seven to ten minutes uh, tops, I would say. By the way, that's cool. Because, and you know, I created this. So that's cool because most don't take that short of an amount of time. Well, I, that's true. That's very true. And it was amazing. I'm amazed to every time we go through this that, there are people that just tend to fall off. Like you just forget about it or you just stop being as consistent. And when they get back on their consistency, how much better they feel and how little time it takes to execute that one simple thing. Totally. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I know that we could go on and on about this topic. Uh, I do want to bring up one more thing that I think is important where there comes to, it's known as helicopter parenting. Yeah. And I know that this is becoming more and more of a thing. And I think not without good reason that our world does seem more aggressive or less safe in certain ways uh, that, you know, parents might not feel like they can safely let their kids out of their sight and things like this. Um, but I also know that there's a deeper level to that and some consequences of that. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about this, uh, maybe share a little bit of the story that we were talking about before we started. Okay. Um I'm going to keep this really, really short. Really simple, really short, and really concise. You're going to parent the way you want to parent. Uh, however, if you want to feel better and be the parent that I know your little beautiful, amazing, enlightened soul is craving, it really behooves you to work on your own safety and security. And as you're more confident with you and your energy, uh, you will find that those little beings that you brought into the world are, <laughs> they're so <laughs> capable of handling so much more than they're really allowed to go out and explore and do and handle. So um, I could go off on, yes, I could go off on lots of stories, yeah. but I think the essence of it is, um, I've met enough moms over the course of doing this and, you know, they won't let their kids walk down the block by themselves and they won't, you know, they won't let them do a lot. 
And uh, you will be surprised at yourself the more you allow yourself to work on your energetics and your certainty and your own inner confidence that those little beings are way more capable than and way more intellectually capable emotionally capable, physically capable than we really allow them to be. So work on yourself to become your best, amazing, most beautiful, soul-centered, confident, enlightened being. Mm -hmm. And your energy will transmute to, transmit to them. And it becomes a positive feedback loop in, as opposed to a negative one. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the, just uh, my last thought on this for today is uh, recently I had a client who was feeling especially depleted and exhausted and pulled in a million different directions doing all these different things. And her, and I think this is common. I, I do see this a lot is that like you, like who, who, nobody wants to be a bad parent, right? They all, they like, they really, really try, especially if you have that overachiever thing, like you're really going to go for that to be the best parent ever. And so they wind up doing so much and what she, this this lady in particular was doing is she just she really was ignoring her own her own self, and when her big breakthrough moment came, it was when I asked her. I said, "Okay, well, you want your you know your kids are going to do what you're doing, right? Not what you're saying." She's right. She said, "Right." I said, "Do you want your children to know how to take care of themselves?" And she said, "Of course I do. That's the most important thing." I said, "Okay, well, when are you going to start caring for yourself?" And the tears came, and it was the most beautiful moment for this mother to be able to really be present to that, to what she was actually showing her kids through her actions and how she was really neglecting herself and feeling guilty about it and all these other things and set that all aside when she really saw that in that light of just how powerful she can be in her parenting simply by taking care of herself. Man, it changed the whole game for her. And I talked to her a week later, and it was a different human being. Mm. And I said, well, how are the kids? And she said, I feel like I've just met two new human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that to me, it's just a, it's such a powerful moment. And I think can be maybe difficult sometimes to really grab onto in the everyday hustle. But when you really put it, into simple terms for yourself and understand how important you are in their lives, man, that's a game changer. Yeah. Parents, you're amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> so if you find this helpful in any way, you know what to do. Share this with every parent you know. Absolutely. Thanks for being here today, everybody. Have a great day. You can find us at iloveenergymedicineradio.com. You can go to energymastery.com. And uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff there for you to enjoy, connect with, and opt into. See Absolutely. you soon. Bye-bye.